Yeah, it might be all the uh, the concussions I sustained as a teenager, but uh, there's something about this game that's pretty special. And I had to listen and watch them clap their hands like Daddy Shark and bark out Skull for way, way, way too much of the game. <laughs> there's something about a guy who uh, tries to run from the cops at, at point-blank range and immediately yep. falls on his face. Uh, a guy who tries to plant a flag in a turf field. Yeah, very low floor, very high ceiling. Hi, this is Jerry Kramer, and you're listening to The Sweep. Oh, I have sizzle. I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. It gets the people going. All right, here we go, fella. Let's have a little fun today. What is happening, Pack Nation? We are back again to do what we do best and talk some Packer football. Tonight, I am joined once again by Cameron Gilbert, along with special guests covering the Washington Redskins, Ken Marangolo of SB Nation's Hogs Haven. But first, a quick shout out to our sponsors, The Ground Round and Nina and Pride and Glory Clothing Company. The Ground Round and Nina has been our faithful sponsor since day one and is the place to go in the Fox Valley for any sporting events. They have over 21 TVs fixed on Wisconsin sports. You mix that in with some incredible food, amazing drinks, giveaways on Packer game days. It's the place to be. Make sure you check them out on Facebook, Twitter, or groundroundnina.com. And of course, our other sponsor, Pride and Glory Clothing Company, who is back in the game after a little bit of a hiatus. They are... And of course, our other sponsor, Pride and Glory Clothing Company, Another one who's been with us since day one is back in the game, the left guard shirt in homage to the restaurants of the 70s, and the Sweep 2.0, which depicts the infamous play of Lombardi's Packers, are both back in stock. Be on the lookout for new t-shirt designs during the season, and check them out on Facebook for awesome game day giveaways every single week. If you guess the correct score and you're the first one to do it, you can win a free t-shirt and more. Make sure you guys follow the Sweep on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, PackToTheFuture.com, Packers Talk, and now SoundCloud. Let's get to it. Here we are, back again. Week 3 versus the Washington Redskins, and we are once again joined by Mr. Cameron Gilbert. How's it going? Thanks for having me back, Fred. It's, uh, it's going great. We've got our, uh, our fake summer going on right now. It's pretty warm out there. But winter, winter's right around the corner for us. It's going to suddenly hit. So uh, that's always fun. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It was 80 degrees. Now it's down to 50. And we just got over an influxation of mosquitoes that have been attacking us from all angles. I'm pretty sure that I had to get two or three blood transfusions the last few days. Uh, just to say, just to stay alive, um, which is pretty crazy. I do have a cold. I don't know if you, anyone can tell. Um, so forgive me if I have any sneezes or sniffles. Uh, but that's not going to stop me from, from coming here and talking some football, uh, which we have a lot to talk about. We will get to the red, into the Redskins a little bit later when our guest comes on. Uh, but let's, let's quick recap the unsatisfying outcome of the Minnesota Vikings game that I was at. Uh, it, was, it was brutal. It was hot. 
there was way too many people wearing purple around, uh, which seriously, the Milwaukee ticket holders, you guys got to get it together. You guys can't keep selling your tickets to these people. It's ridiculous. Um, and I had to listen and watch them clap their hands like Daddy Shark and Bark Out Skull for way, way, way too much of the game. <laughs> it was brutal. It was so awkward. Um, it just, ugh, I, I can't, I just can't understand it. But as for the game, it, the game was pretty bad. Uh, pretty much as bad as the Skull thing. Uh, uh, the refs I thought were terrible. The play was subpar, sort of. The fact that we had so many chances to win and couldn't really hurt. Uh, there was some positive to it, though, and I'll get to it, but I want to kind of see what you thought of the game. Well, uh, you know, I, I said to you last week, I said the only way uh, we have a chance of uh, winning this one, which is best conditions for the Vikings, right? Uh, no injuries to them. Uh, a running game, we're missing. Uh, Jones is coming back this week, and and – you know, we, we had a lot of limitations and, and uh, Rogers was limited too. And uh, we came in thinking, you know, well, if we're going to see who we're, who we are this week. And uh, I think we did. I think we did. I think, uh, I think besides like a few mistakes that I think are very fixable, uh, like safety play again, we have to talk about because I mean, come on. But I thought, I thought, you know, outside of that terrible call, I thought Clay Matthews really showed up this week. I thought um, it was just more like solid starter level play across the board um, from, from both sides of this team. And uh, Petten really uh, like turned up the heat and like we kind of saw what, what he was going to do, where we we're going to generate pressure. I mean, that first, uh, that first sack on, on Cousins came from, the, came from what, the slot, slot corner? Yep. Um, and uh, just those kind of exotic blitzes are like what I want to happen, what I, you know, what I want to see from a Mike Patton defense. And, uh, you know, Rogers, you know, again, also very early showed that he was still mobile. Um, and, uh, you know, those, those things were just both positive, huge positives to me. And I saw such a jump for uh, the secondary in terms of how they played as a unit. Um, I, I thought those young corners looked great. I thought uh, a lot of guys showed potential um, in the defensive rotation, on um, the defensive line rotation. Um, a lot of those like like second and third tier guys. So um, you know, I'm not too. I'm I'm really disappointed. And uh, yeah, there's some crazy calls. And and like like we said though, like that's that's football. That's how that's how a lot of games are won and lost. And like you know, miss kicks or, uh, you know, a sack taken or something like I didn't see any problems, uh, with us that couldn't be fixed. And I saw lots of problems, uh, with the Vikings and, uh, you know, I'm excited to play them again. And, uh, with, with the healthy Rogers and with, uh, you know, you know, 10 or 12 games under their belts, uh, the, the, this defense I think is going to be uh, much better the second time around. I think we might have the better defense the second time around. Because uh, there are a lot of cracks in the Vikings, I think. And I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to playing them again. Yeah, I think I, I feel like there's more positive in the situation, considering it's week two. We're not looking at week 10, and it's like, okay, now what do we do? I mean, we, there's a lot of good here. Jair Alexander, again, looks like a stud. Uh, Josh Jackson, yeah. fantastic. Clay showed up. The defense in general, I thought, played pretty darn well. Obviously, people are going to hate – 
uh, because of the points that we let up late in the game. And I, and I, right. I can't disagree with that. I think there was a lot of mismanagement on the, the clock again. Um, but there was a lot of good. The safety situation is definitely a concern. And, and you know, HaHa hasn't quite got back to where I, I was hoping he would have gotten back to. Uh, Bryce misread a lot of different things. Um, we do get Josh Jones back this week, which I think will help. The Earl Thomas, Eric Reed thing keeps showing up. Is that a possibility? And do you think it's necessary for us to go after someone or do we stick with Josh Jones and see what he brings and, and hopefully change a little bit of pace in the, in the, the secondary secondary? Well, I think, I mean, I think that's an interesting question, but I think you can kind of look around the league and I've been watching um, a lot of different games and uh, you know, I, I don't think that like the Eric Berry, Earl Thomas dominating half the field type safety play uh, is happening right now. I think uh, guys are kind of relearning the position just because they can't hit in the same way. And, yeah. and like, I'm not talking about like down in the box type safeties, uh, like Harrison Smith, like Harrison Smith's going to be fine. Um, Cause he, I mean, he can just play linebacker if he gains 20 pounds or whatever. I mean, he's fine. But, but like uh, those types of like free moving, uh, you know, deep cover safeties that just kind of lock up uh, everything over the top. I don't see a lot of that uh, this year. And, and so I'm, I'm not, I, I want to give, I want to give these guys a break a little bit. Uh, I mean, but, I mean, Bryce short-arming what should have been a really easy interception um, on that touchdown and, uh, like, making Cousins look good. Ugh. Uh, that, there, there's a lot of, like, like just boneheaded plays, uh, which, again, I think are really fixable. Do I don't you chalk see, it up to like, early season situations more than an actual, you know, uh, personnel issue? Yeah. And I think, I think it's, you know, you got to make decisions pretty fast and uh, we know what we have. And uh, I mean, the coaches and the, the staff know what we have better than anybody because they've, they've seen everybody playing. Um, but when you actually get into competition, you know, you only have what six weeks before the trade deadline. So if you want to like make some moves, I mean, it looks like a couple of these teams, would be good sellers, you know, like if I'm the Seahawks, I might, I might give up Earl Thomas for a bunch of picks. Like that's like a, that's like a Jimmy Butler situation, man. Like, I, I mean, I think like that team just looks terrible. Like Russell Wilson is, is just running around like hoping for the best. Um, and uh, that's, that's like a total collapse. So, so like I, I might, I might take that strategy, but, but uh Earl Thomas, I think, is a difference maker just because of who he is and, like, what he brings to the table in terms of leadership and stuff like that. But, uh, I don't know, safety play has been, has been a weird thing so far across the league this year. Uh, but the Packers, yeah, have been particularly deficient in that area. I think the one huge positive that I took out of this game was that we were able to put up 30 points, arguably the best defense in the league. I called it. I said that we were going to put up 30 points, but part of me was being a little too excited because they are such a fantastic defense. To put up 30 points is not an easy task. So I'm impressed that we were able to do that, and I feel like if we're able to do that now, there's a chance we can do it again. And I think our defense will continue to improve, 
And that's where next, the next time we meet, it could be a different story with the team actually coming out as a, a victor. But yeah, yeah, I mean, where I really, where I want to give you big ups is that you said we were going to be able to pound the rock. And yeah. uh, we did. We got that run game going early and uh, got like big gains. Like we had lots of third and shorts or second and short situations. And uh, I like the way they're, they're scheming those things. I think uh, Philbin is kind of getting into a groove. Um, yes. And we just needed to, to be able to play with the lead, you know, and, and that's, that's down to McCarthy. That's down to uh, kind of dictating game flow in the second half. And uh, that's something that a good running game does really well or, or it's easy to say, okay, let's just rotate these guys and just ground these guys into the ground. Um, and it's also something I think in our division, um, both the Vikings and the Bears seem like they're, they're not really built to stuff the run in the middle. And uh, they don't have like these Erlocker hole filling type linebackers. Like the, the, the Roquan Smiths of the world are great pursuit guys. But if you, if you put like a helmet on them, if you put a, if you get a guard up to them untouched um, right away, they're, they're out of the play. So, so I think that that type of strategy and then, you know, later on using play action and, and misdirection and that type of stuff off of those play fakes and having a quarterback who can run uh, and is more of a threat to run um, means they better be afraid of us in that, in that, uh, what we, can we play them? We play them uh, the 25th. We play them like Thanksgiving. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. That's, that's going to be a huge test and, uh, I'm excited to see uh, what we bring to the table that time. Because, I mean, the, whatever you want to say about, about strategy and game management, I saw a lot of effort from, from uh, everybody on the Packers uh, in all three phases. And uh, it, was, it was just it was a team playing cohesively. And uh, you're seeing a lot of good teams right now just kind of fall apart because they're not playing with, with an identity. And uh, that's something that I think we have. Yeah, like I said, I think it being week two, I feel extremely confident with where this team is headed. I love where the defense is going. I love seeing the fire and the the excitement within them. Uh, I think – I know this is going to sound crazy, but I'm, I get more excited to watch our defense than I do to watch our offense. And I feel like for the last 10, 15 years, it's always been offense. I've always wanted to watch the offense and see them. The defense, I'm excited. It's fun to watch Kenny Clark. It's fun to watch Daniel. Daniels is, pushes his guy back every single time. Every single play. That's such a good, he's got a great first step. Yeah. It's unbelievable. If you watch the film, if you have access to it, go back to it and watch every single play. He pushes his guy back and he is in the backfield. It's incredible. I think if you're able to build around that and let Kenny Clark do his thing and let our linebackers do our, you know, their stuff, those DBs are going to prosper big time. And I think we're going to see that. I think the Josh Jones coming back is going to be big. I think Oren Burks is going to be a big asset coming back. And I think people have kind I of love Oren Burks. Yeah. Big fan. Huge fan. I think he will completely turn the tide. And I, and I say that cautiously because I think the tide is already starting to turn a little bit with our defense in a good way. Um, but I think he's yeah. going to be that last little nail to just make this defense incredible. And it's going to be interesting because there's a potential for the Chicago Bears defense, which is arguably a top 10 defense, 
and Minnesota's defense and the Packers defense could be just as good. Uh, it could be a it could be a pretty bruising conference again, uh, or division. Sorry. Um, let me ask you this: the Clay Matthews hit. Obviously, that is the hot topic that everyone seems to talk about or want to talk about. I'm sorry, but uh, what is your take on it? Well, first of all, I mean, I played uh, defensive line back in the day. So, I mean, a lot of these rules I understand. Like like the the um, the no weight on the quarterback rule, mm-hmm. which uh, Matthew's clear that's, that's what they said he didn't do, right? Um, he hit him between, you know, basically hit him at the waist. Uh, and the thing was, the ball was still in his hand when – when Matthews went like basically released for the hit and uh, he had jumped in the air. So he had, he had left his feet. So he had elongated his throwing motion and jumped in the air. And that's something that they didn't really take into consideration. Cause if he, if he had like planted his front foot and uh, Matthews had come in on his thigh or something, or it had come in at his chin. Um, you know, I thought that like that first stack where, uh, uh, Alexander came down like on top of of Cousins was more of a a possible penalty. Um, it it it, it, it you, you can't call that like at that point in the game. I think you, like I, I don't know about refs and and narrative and ego and whatever they want to like have in the game, but uh, like you can't really defend that call. Like you you saw like so much weird sort of backwards when they're trying to justify it after the game. Um, it's, it's not a penalty to me. It's, uh, it's a really bad call. I think the world agrees, man. I think the world agrees. It, it was a rough one to see. Uh, what it did negate outside of just a victory, though, is the second time that Alexander has basically done the game-winning play uh, or made right. a game-winning move, I should say, and it's been done. So – Again, it goes back to the fact that I just I, I'm really excited about this defense, and I think there's a lot of potential moving forward. Um, let's yeah, and, and the the thing is, there's so many options for guys that could emerge as stars, and yeah. that it, and that plus Mike Pettin like really just gives me so much uh, enthusiasm about what may come. And uh, yeah, man, Alexander just he hawks the ball; he just wants the ball. And uh, I'm really excited to see him. And, you know, I just, I hope uh, there's nothing demoralizing like an injury or something like that, knock on wood. But, uh, you know, I hope, uh, I hope we can just continue to see them develop because I'm really excited about that defense too. All right. Is there anything else we want to hit on before we uh, take a break and then come back with our guest? Not really. I mean, just, just that, uh, you know, I think, I think the big difference in, uh, between the Packers and the Vikings um, is I think that we're going to be able to sustain what we're doing a lot longer than the Vikings are at their offensive line is just such a liability and they're going to be so easy to attack throughout the season that uh, I am now, I'm pretty optimistic, man. I'm, I'm looking for a home field. I want to keep Rogers healthy, but uh, we'll see where we are about mid season, but I'm looking for home field in the playoffs. Optimism. I like it. That's what I'm, I'm talking about. Feeling that's, good. All right, that's what I want to hear. And, and you know, I'm a stats guy, so like two, two, two dots is just a line, but three dots in a line is a trend. So, so uh, if we get if we get another game where we continue to improve, 
I, I'll say that with more, I'll put a stamp on that one. I'll feel better about that. Sometimes the things you say, Cameron, just resonate so much with me. It's ridiculous. Um, all right, so let's speak to you. <laughs> let's take a quick minute and uh, say hey to our sponsors. And when we come back, we will be joined by Ken Marangolo from the Hogs Haven on SB Nation. What's up, Packer fans? Ryan Bailey from the Ground Round Grill and Bar here, proud sponsor of the Sweep and the Fuzzy Thurston Sportsman Award. Packer season is here, and we're your one-stop shop for entertainment needs. 21 TVs, happy hour seven days a week, daily specials like Tuesday BOGO burgers, and stellar service from our team that's going to make sure you leave happy. If you plan to catch the game action at home, check out our full delivery service offered daily, including breakfast delivery on the weekends. If you're heading north on game day, play it safe with our Packer tailgate bus. 20 bucks will get you safely to and from Lambeau Field, plus a free beer when you get back. Call to reserve your seat at 920-725-1010. Thread, it's back to you. Go Pack Go. All right, thanks, Batley. Uh, we are back to talk Redskins. Unfortunately, folks, our guest did not show up. Uh, he was at a charity beer pong festival event type thing in Washington and was unable to make it. Uh, so he's unable to show up much like the team I'm sure is not going to show up on Sunday. <laughs> uh, but at, Hey, at least their fans aren't showing up. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's me and Cam, we can break it down. We don't need Ken from hogs Haven. Uh, we're going to rock it here. Can you bring up a good point? Not a lot of people showing up at FedEx Field. Why is that? Well, I think um, there's. I think I think that I, I'm excited about the Redskins. I think they're doing a lot of good things. Um, I think they uh, they've been drafting really well, uh, and I think that uh, they've got a bunch of good compensatory picks coming down the pipe. But it might be too little, too late. And I think that maybe that fan base is just a little bit sick of, uh, of the ownership and of that team. Um, I, th- I think ever since Dan Snyder took over the team, maybe 20 years ago, uh, it's kind of been a slow decline until a few years ago um, at the, at the sort of like, you know, at the, at the, towards the beginning of the Jay Gruden era. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to show up this week. I agree. I think they've done a lot of good things. I actually like a lot of the players on that team. Um, and they've been drafting really well. Uh, J- Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne on that defensive line. Uh, Zach Brown is the linebacker. Kerrigan. You, know, you don't forget they got Josh Norman in corner. Uh, Monte Nicholson at strong safety was a guy that I was really hoping the Packers would look at. Um, a lot of potential on that defense. And I think that it's so – it's weird because – you're, you're, you're spot on with it too little too late. You know, for so many years we've watched Snyder just make these ridiculous, you know, free agent pickups and, and overspend on guys left and right. And finally now he's kind of laid off a little bit making just, you know, the right GM choices and the right draft picks. And, and now no one is, they just don't care anymore. It, the interest is gone. Uh, I did a podcast a few days ago with some guys from the dip, Defeat the Curse uh, podcast. They're a Washington-based podcast covering the Capitals, uh, the Redskins, and the Wizards. And you can just tell, like, it's, it's 
you, you got your like diehard guys that are never going to give up. But for the most part, it feels like it's just, it's not there. They don't, it's not, they don't care about it anymore. And it's just hard to see because Redskins have always been, you know, a, a team. They've never been a great team, but they've always been a, a long, long-term team. So it's crazy to see how down they are. You know, Colts, who I don't think travel all that great, flooded FedEx Field last week. Green Bay, who we do know yeah. well, is going to just invade. You know, we're going to hear goal pack coach hands all Sunday at FedEx Field. Absolutely. I love, by the yeah. way. I love that. What do they need? What do they need to do to beat Green Bay? Is there a can they? Well, you know, it's something I, I said to you in week one, and that's that's uh, the division is wide open. The, the NFC East is uh, not as locked up by the Eagles as people think it is, um, and uh, you know they've they're they're one and one, and you know basically they're dealing with uh, a re-energized Andrew Luck, and I think that's why they lost there, and they couldn't close it out once they got into scoring position. They couldn't really score, um, but they can i think they they have the weapons um provided that they don't get injured and uh uh royce there that 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 rookie running back they had who who tore his acl um darius guys that, that was like a big big downer for them but darius guys yeah um and uh like they 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 are uh they have weapons and i think they're built now for an alex smith team like like he he took some deep shots to uh, Richardson, the guy who came over from the Seahawks last week, um, they uh, they got Crowder involved on some like on some reverses and stuff like that. I love Jamison Crowder, uh, um, and uh, you know I, I think they've got a lot going on. And again, I, like I do like that defense if they can gel. Uh, I don't want them to gel against us, but um, I think they've uh they've got like a pretty favorable schedule i think they've got a lot of opportunities to be in games um i think we've kind of seen that the nfc is maybe not as top heavy as we thought it was like um i don't know there's there's just a lot of a uh, you know a lot of uh, narratives that could that could go their way and i think for them to get it together they just need to win and be a winning team and uh like not be overhyped, not be the RG three in the playoffs type excitement. Um, they need to be uh, a steady winning team um, who uh, does what they do well, like plays within a system, uh, doesn't turn the ball over, and uh, doesn't you know collapse under pressure uh, like Kirk Cousins always did. Yeah, I think of Washington as because again, I'm going to reiterate on this. I, I like what they've done on their their roster. I think they have a fantastic offensive line too. Um, But I think Washington, when I look at Washington, I see them as that pesky, you know, eight and eight type team that potentially gets a wild card, but a team that gets five of those eight wins against really good teams. You know, they're just able to, to annoy teams enough to get those wins. And that's why I don't sleep on them this week. Um, I'm a little more nervous than I probably should be just because I could see something like Alex Smith, just, you know, a 200 yard game, but all the right passes, um, a couple of tricky plays that get right. us out of control. Um, and that's where I'm kind of at with them. I, I just, I feel like 
I have a weird inkling that it's not going to be as simple as everyone thinks. Everyone looks at Washington and thinks, oh, whatever, you know, it's Alex Smith, no big deal. I'm not seeing that. Uh, I'm a little more nervous. You want to fast forward to the Bills, yeah, for sure. I'm looking at that game as a fun one. But right. Washington, I don't, I don't see it that easy. This is kind of, this is kind of one of those teams that you overlook, and and it's going to not be as easy as as we all hope. I hope I'm wrong, but there's some talent there, uh, and I think that yeah, and it, Rogers is going to have. I think. To I think. Clean. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it's another game where we've got to play well. We can't just can't just show up and uh, walk away with a win. Um, and and I think like it's 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 interesting to to question whether or not Jay Gruden uh, can do it on his own or can build can keep building good staffs. I mean, you had the Shanahan's there, you had Sean McVay there, um, and now Jay Gruden's kind of just like I'll buy him his lonesome with a bunch of unknowns. And uh, we're going to see if he's some sort of coaching genius, maybe. Uh, who knows? Um, like the, the coaching genius moniker, the is he elite Joe Flacco question, I think applies to, to both Gruden's, frankly. But um, like, I think we'll, we'll see what they can do. Um, last week was, was very unimaginative. They were really flat. It was more of a kind of like a low energy game across all phases for them. But um, I, th- I think they can do some exciting things and uh, they can score quickly too. Um, they haven't been afraid to push the ball so far this year. Uh, and that's against guys like Patrick Peterson. So uh, we'll see, we'll see what, uh, what they come out and do, but you know, also, I, you know, big ups to our special teams last week and uh, we're punting the ball 50 yards, punt i mean uh jk scott excited about that that's that's a big field position thing yeah jk is kicking ass he's awesome i love him uh and i, I love the fact that we blocked a punt uh there was a lot of fun on special teams which has been a, a long time coming it's crazy to think though that washington at one point had shanahan mcveigh and even now gruden i mean that's a lot of talent a lot of probably arguably the next three top coaches in the nfl if you're a Washington fan, are you looking at this and thinking, how the hell did we let Shanahan and McVay go? Well, I think, I mean, what they need is stability and continuity. Cause I mean, they went from like what the, the, the Joe Gibbs, they rehired Joe Gibbs and then they had <laughs> Shanahan with uh, RG three and cousins. And, and that was still when Snyder was all involved. Um, and uh, you know, all the drama with RG three there um so like you're not going to retain any of the any of the shanahan's um but uh yeah i think like um mcveigh is i mean he's he, he's young he's got to see what he can do i mean he's he's shown so far that he's awesome um but jigger you really don't know like like did he teach those guys anything does he have a magic touch and if you look at the redskins record you're going to say no um but, but you kind of look at what they've been able to do. I mean, they traded away their future uh, on the basis of RG3 being great. And while he was healthy, he was. So, so it's, it's taken a long time to like kind of recover from that. And in that same draft, in the fourth round, they, they got their next quarterback, um, who's now getting them a third-round pick next year, compensatory pick. 
Um, so it's, it's, these, these cycles are, are sometimes longer than you think they are. It's not just, just year to year. So it's, it's taken them a long time to sort of, uh, start drafting smart. I mean, they've, they've drafted, I think, defense, 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 uh, just like us the last two years. So, um, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. I think, I think they've got, uh, they don't have the patience that we have. Uh, and I think DC is like a very like kind of provincial town. Like they've got a lot of Northern Virginia fans, a lot of Maryland fans, um, and a lot of, uh, you know, out of towners who just have tickets. It's kind of like the 49ers. So, so like, we'll see like, uh, what kind of, uh, excitement they can build i mean if they were to beat the packers that would go a long way it's not going to happen but uh yeah i think they're a good team and they're yeah they're going to get some surprise wins this year prediction uh i've got i think i think packers come up firing i got i got packers 34 uh skins 10 i like it's it. gonna be i think uh to prove it it's a prove it game it's like a aaron Rodgers making mean faces the whole game type game <laughs> um, guns out uh, belt on kind of thing don't, yeah don't let don't yeah don't let the refs don't let the refs get involved um we'll probably give up another like 10 points in the second half just because of clock mismanagement or something uh, and like a blown coverage but uh yeah i think that'll be in garbage time i think we're, i think we'll, we'll run away with it and again i think i think washington's defense is good um, so, so again, I think we've got to establish the run, um, and get stuff going like very simple, just kind of blow, blow teams off the ball, uh, so we can do, uh, more complicated stuff and keep, uh, pressure off Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go 38, 20, 38, 20, 38, 20. So prediction. we're pretty similar. That's, pretty similar. That's yeah. I mean, the, the 10 points is such an optimistic thing. And I, yeah. Like that's not that's not how we play defense. No, but we might. We just might, Cam. We just might. We might. Everything might go well. Everything might go well. But you never know. And that's. I mean, this this season is so much uh, fecal matter hitting different different speeds of fans for all these different teams. You know, like every week it's just new surprises. And uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the S word on here. I don't know how you we can. do things. This is a family show. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was, it was shit. Lots of shit hitting the fans. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I just think it's, 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 man, you know, like I had friends who are trying to boycott the league this year. I had a lot of people who are just saying, you know, no more NFL. Like this is, this is bullshit. And man, I'm just, every year it just sucks me back in. It just sucks me back in. True that. All right. Is there anything else you want to say before we get into a little bit of a, uh, an NFL overview before we sign out? Uh, no, I just, you know, I want to see uh, more growth from our D backs. I want to see uh, some, some shit talking from, uh, from Jair Alexander to continue. Uh, and like to see them be given a little bit more uh, responsibility on islands uh, and uh, see how they do. Um, Cause we got, there's some fast receivers on the, uh, on the skins. And I don't know. I mean, Alex Smith doesn't have the best arm in the world, but uh, but Richardson and Crowder can really burn. So uh, I'd like to see how we match up against those type of guys. Do you want to say shit one more time before we get off? Shit! <laughs> All right, man. Uh, we'll see you next week. We'll come back and talk some uh, Redskins and Bills. 
All right, man. Sounds good. All right. Go Pack Go. Go Pack. There were so many Vikings fans there. It was insane. That's uh, that's disappointing. But it that's was good, really man. disappointing. I mean, the one good thing, the because honestly, I feel like the tie was the the right thing because both teams were kind of they had their chances and the refs kind of screwed. They couldn't up. close. So I think yeah, the tie yeah. was a smart move. But uh, the one good thing about not about the tie for me was being able to leave Lambeau Field and not have to hear them do the skull chant the entire way to my car. Because if they would have won, that's yeah. what would happen. And I was telling my wife that that's the kind of thing that turns me into, like, the Hulk. And then I just right. start wanting to, like, tear Triggered. people apart. And she's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. I'm like, there's a, a few things in this world that get me going. That is one of them that will just yeah. set me off. Oh man, Daddy Shark! Do 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 do. That's that's all I could think about. They're just making their big alligator shark symbol. Like, come on! Yeah. Man. I mean, I guess, but they walked in expecting to win. You know? Oh they, yeah, they, they, were they expected to, to crush us. Yep. Yeah, they and, were real cocky. Uh, yeah, we came out and punched them in the mouth. I was I was excited to see that. Yeah, it was. Um, there was a group of four, and they had what appears I would imagine was one of their sons or nephews or something like that. And he was a roller coaster of emotions because he was very cocky. And then he took his Jersey off and was sulking for a while. And then they came back with the digs touchdown and then he put it back on and was talking smack. And I was like, you young kid, you just don't know. You like, you don't play that game. Like, the the Jersey Indian givers, man. I, you don't take it off. That and I've seen back. that is Ugh. this gener this generation. I swear, they don't get it, man. And the other thing I noticed too, and I was telling my cousin who sat next to me, was you look around and every one of them had a a jersey that was bought within the last year. You know right. where you see Packer fans have yeah. had yeah jerseys that were dirty have been worn for years because. They're all. It just proves the point that you're. You just became a fan like a year ago, mm -hmm. and that makes me sad. Actually, it doesn't make me sad. It makes me laugh. But they'll never. Well, you know, it's, know. It's, it's it's like sustainable culture though. It's like the Seahawks don't have that. Like they're not going to be able to. Like the era is over, you know. Yeah. And, it's tough. It's tough to be like a Bill Walsh and come in and be like, you're fucking genius. And you start all these coaching trees and, and you're just like going to have a sustained 10, 15 year window. Yeah. Like, uh, the Belichicks of the world. That's crazy. It's crazy hard to do. I can't believe they've done it. The Patriots are just, I don't know. It's a different level. I don't, I don't, I don't quite know how they've done it. it I'd love to be able to get inside Belichick's brain. I want to read this book that came out. Have you heard about it? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it looks interesting. Um, 
I think it will give yeah, you a pretty good idea, but I still think you're you're still only at the door. You're not in, yet. right? You know, and like that's he's the not problem. giving anybody access. Yeah, no. and that's why when people, you know, when McDaniel's came back and and the whole thing was Belichick giving McDaniel some of the inside information kind of stuff. People right. are like, oh, that's weird. No, but I think it's more than we think. I mean, you look at every guy that's come out of Belichick's system has been a terrible coach because I think Belichick has always kept this perfect, you know, border between allowing people to have the the right amount to really be successful and then just giving them enough just to get the head coaching job kind of thing, if that makes sense. Um, right, right. And that's why, you know, I think with McDaniels, he was like, hey, I, I'll actually give you some of the real stuff that will make you successful. And I know it sounds so, you know, cinematic and, oh, yeah, you know, but it's, I feel like there's got to be something else. Because why would every single... Dude, there's coach, so many conspiracies there. Yeah. It's a whole, it's like a different world there. I don't know. It, it fascinates me. And I, I, I thought it was to. also kind of... Yeah, I also thought it was kind of like he's had a uh, basically him and Tom have decided to just be friends and like they're just going to keep it professional, you know. <laughs> and uh, he like sure. needed McDaniel's to come to come back to be his ally. Like I don't know, like it's, he's got to be lonely, you know. Coach Kraft isn't like having dinner with Belichick. No, it's so weird. It's such a weird uh, high school type situation they got going on. Yeah, I mean, it's very Varsity Blues, but they win a lot. <sighs> varsity Blues is the greatest. I just watched Varsity Blues the other day with uh, Ethan. Yeah, man. I post, mean, that's just imagine Tom, Tom Brady saying, I don't want your life. <laughs> I've got Giselle. <laughs> I don't need your life. i got plenty of money. Oh, man. What a great movie. John Voight as an asshole. He's such a good asshole. Oh, he's the best. I'd be really upset if I met him and he was like really nice. I'd be like, yeah, oh, he's like a nice guy. It's like, fuck. You're such a good actor. <laughs> you piece of shit. Did you watch uh did you watch the Browns get their W? Yes, I sure did. I, I shouldn't say I watched the whole thing. I watched part of it. I had to sleep and I wasn't too, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't really jacked up on Thursday night to watch the Jets and the Browns. Right. But, uh, you know, I'm not a Mayfield fan. I don't know if he's really going to be anything, but that being said, he seems to be a leader and the Browns need a leader and he can do it. Um, for what it's worth. I don't know if he, mechanically is the right quarterback for the system but he might g they have a lot of good parts cleveland does uh, yeah i like i like cleveland and, what they've done oh yeah they've definitely in a in a very short amount of time kind of turned the tide a little bit because they had a couple of drafts there that were just atrocious i would laugh at it yeah um but they've made some smart moves they built offensive line joe thomas obviously leaving didn't help but you know, put good receivers, good tight ends. They got good running backs. They got a good D-line, good secondary. Um, they made the right moves, I think, to kind of put together a decent squad. Um, so, you know, it, it'll be interesting. You know, Mayfield's not going to have to do it all on his own, but he's going to have to do some. 
And I think he can I mean, do there's, that much. There's something about a, a guy who uh, tries to run from the cops at, at point blank range and immediately yep. falls on his face. Uh, a guy who tries to plant a flag in a turf field. Um, <laughs> a guy who grabs his junk and flips off people. You gotta be special. Yeah, against against Kansas, like as like the worst team in the Big Twelve. And and <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. Like you still have like the uh, the balls to draft him first overall. Like I yeah. I don't even think you needed to do that. You could have gotten Saquon and and Baker, but but. Oof, I, there's I something know. about that. I mean, like maybe he's got something special. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, like as far as like throwing the football, he he made like some beast throws. Like he was, he pretty much only threw uh, seam routes and uh, posts. Yeah. Uh, more than like ten yards down the field, but he was like his timing was good. That's what he he got into a rhythm, and uh, it's just like swagger kind of gets you into that confidence. Uh, I think he's gonna yeah, be Baker one of those. He's going to be one of those, when he's up, he's really up. And when he's down, he's really down. There's never going to be a consistent play from him. It's always going to be one or the other. And I think that's my biggest concern with him. Yeah, very low floor, very high ceiling. Yes. Unless he, unless he I mean, he could develop the kind of mystique that a Favre has. And then get that, you get that just kind of swagger, gets you 15 fantasy points off the bat or whatever. But... <laughs> Uh, I'm so sick of any time anyone has an arm or a swag that they're instantly the far Favre comparison. Yeah, like Mr. Well, Mahomes. Well, Favre came out and said Mahomes should is like the most talented arm ever, right? Yeah. But she might be and, uh, Man, that, that ball comes off his arm just... It's fun to watch. It great. really is. And I, you know what's weird? Yeah. I don't, I remember watching Texas Tech game. It was a year ago, maybe two years ago. Uh, feels like it was two years ago. But uh, just turning it on, it was me and Ethan, we were watching it. It, it was like 55 to 40-something, and it just kept going. Yeah. Every, like, second throw was a touchdown. And we kind of, like, yeah. Yeah, we just laughed about it. We were like, wow, this is ridiculous. But I remember thinking, oh, this guy's got a pretty good arm, but he's a system quarterback. It's a Texas Tech air raid type situation. Um, and we've seen guys like that a million times, you know, but I think, again, it comes down to, and I say this all the time when we're talking about the draft, it's not when you're picked, it's where you're going. It, it makes a huge difference. Mahomes going anywhere so else. So much a situation. Yeah. yeah. Like coaching, personnel, uh, environment, like everything. It literally has to be a perfect storm for these things to work out because it's not always a guaranteed match, you know? And I think with Mahomes, it was the perfect storm in going with Andy Reed and going with an offense that has a ton of speed weapons and a place like Kansas city. And I just, it, it and sitting, sitting for a year, sitting for that one year was crucial. Yeah. And I think it was because of the team like Kansas city, who's like, you know, they traded up to what the 11th spot for Mahomes that they were I mean they were a good team the year before like they weren't bad like they've never been bad and they and they can just like kind of manufacture running backs they've always just created these 2,500 yard from scrimmage guys like out of nowhere like uh, Jamal Charles and then uh, Kareem Hunt now like those guys are sick and 
Yeah, and I think they just like Andy Reid knows what he's doing. I think Sammy Watkins is finally in like a situation. Yeah, that's sure. uh, he's he doesn't have to be like the speed guy because he's never been like the deep speed guy. Um, and he's looking great. I mean, I don't know who their third receiver is, but they don't really need one. I mean, Kelsey is just so good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think he makes good decisions too. I mean. Uh, actually, my, my friend just gave me a Kansas City hat. I was wearing that earlier, and I felt like a bandwagoner. You but, should. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel bad. I got both. I got both. Yeah. I got Packer swag. I feel like Kansas City, though, has that, uh, a little bit of that Packer feel, too. You know, there's, like, the Kansas Cities and the Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, and their defense is terrible, so they have to yeah. fucking air it out all the time. And that's the problem. That's where they're going to fall is that someone's going to stop them yeah. and then they're going to be screwed. Yeah. Which is so ironic because a year ago, their defense was incredible. You know, you yeah. had Marcus Peters, you had Eric Berry, you had Tom Lee, you had all these great players. And it's like within a year, they just completely faded out. They like aged, like a lot of guys aged out and then free agents, yeah. they couldn't resign. And uh, yeah, and I mean they've they've kind of managed the cap now on the offense really well. They got a lot of guys on rookie deals and stuff. And I mean, getting uh, Tariq Hill, uh, right? That's his name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just like, man, I hate I hate when those guys are good because what he did was like really deplorable. Uh, like his, he was worse than Mixon, I think. Um, and, uh, but damn it, he's good. Um, and you get, you can steal that guy. And if you could, if he's like never commits another crime, then yeah, it's a great deal. Yeah. I think with Casey though, they started last year the same way. And then they slumped hard at the end of the season. So I want to see if they can do it for more than four games, five games. Because remember yeah, last and, year and they that's burned out New England and they were – Cream Hunt was scoring four touchdowns a game and they looked incredible. Um, and yeah. that was with a better defense. So I, I don't know how long this lasts or if it's just a, a you know, early season jump. Yeah, I mean, I'll say, I'll say this. Like Mahomes is making some sick throws. Like he's making some like – precision throws he's making some like uh touch throws he's throwing guys open um and like where we were a couple weeks in last week or last year with Deshaun Watson uh people were saying you know MVP MVP uh after three or four games um and the thing is like Deshaun Watson you can you can kind of shut Deshaun Watson down you shut down uh you know running quarterbacks hit a wall basically yeah when when they can't do something anymore and that's how you game plan them Mahomes I don't know like and I mean I'm sure there's some defensive geniuses out there who can like figure out a way to like really get in his head and like you know just like put his like you know high school sweetheart at free safety or something and <laughs> ever cry the whole game I don't know but like but his game seems like it's going to be hard to shut down he makes a lot of uh, a lot of like Really sick touch throws. It's got potential, man. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Andy Reid. Andy Reid's like the worst. Andy Reid's like the Mike McCarthy second half worst timeout user. Yeah. All. So. 
Man, it's uh, yeah, it's tough to talk about that team because um, I thought the Cardinals might not be terrible. Oh, they look terrible. And then the car. Now, the, now I know the Cardinals are terrible. I'm so glad I have no David Johnson shares. <laughs> yeah, some guy just tried to trade me Derek John- or uh, David Johnson on fantasy. I, he might, I might buy low on him. Like, I mean, he can't be that bad. No. Like, Bradford's got to get, like, got to go away. I think they'll find a little bit of a groove at some point. But they just, they've let a lot go. And they've kept a lot of yeah. guys a little too long. It's kind of a weird thing, half and half. Uh, but letting, like, yeah. Honey Badger go and Clive Campbell and – you know, still putting so much stock in a Larry Fitzgerald and not ever really trying to get a quarterback. I mean, I know they got roles and I don't know how that is, but I just, I feel like they were, they were close and they just held on to it. And then they thought they needed to rebuild, but they rebuilt the wrong way. You know, they got rid of like the good yeah, I guess guys and they kept the old guys. It was weird. Yeah. I guess part of that is, you know, Arians wanted to end his career, I guess. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, you got to feel bad for uh, Fitzgerald, for Larry Fitz right now. Yeah. Um, but speaking of, speaking of Clayus Campbell, uh, Jacksonville, Blake Bortles, man, how good do they look? It's a tough team, man. And I've got, I've got, I've got uh, Keenan Cole on a bunch of fantasy teams sitting on my bench. Uh, and that was uh, better than the OBJ reception because he kept running did you see that catch uh-huh oh no no yeah i did yeah I did. yeah 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 oh my god it was one-handed right-handed back shoulder brought it down over the corner and then kept running it was insane yeah yeah ethan uh ethan's been a big fan of jacksonville and he's been a fan of them before like he started liking them about four or five years ago. So not really when they were doing much. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's been kind of fun to watch them. I've kind of keeping, kept a close eye on them for that reason. But I mean, the defense is just built there. It's going to be hard to pay everybody eventually, but uh, you know, yeah. Blake Bortles just has to do the bear to get through and he doesn't have to go crazy. Um but I kept wondering, like, how did, how does he just screws up so bad? I mean, at one point he had, you know, Fournette and Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns and good tight ends, and you know, you've you've got all this this weaponry, and you're still not able to to just do enough to win games. It's kind of ridiculous. Dude, that's kind of the prison of drafting a, a quarterback that high, like. He wasn't – I mean, th- those UCF teams were, were really good, those Nick Frost UCF teams. Like uh, A.J. Bouye, uh, they had another, like, starting corner back there. They had uh, Latavius Murray and then uh, Bortles. Um, those are good teams. But, um, Blake Bort- yeah, Blake Bortles, man. I don't know. He just got drafted so high and got, got paid a lot, I guess, that – they just kind of have to ride him, but yeah, he's like a—I don't know—he's—he's he's mysterious. He's not like Joe Flacco level, like played one good season ever, 
and just happened to be the same season. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a, that's a that's an interesting team. And I think like Doug Marone, uh, that guy who quit the Bills <laughs> to be the offensive line coach down there, and who is now the coach, uh, is a really good coach. So I don't know. Yeah. Can you? I, I wanted to ask you. Can you name the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals or the uh, Buffalo Bills? No. No, I, can I? I have no idea. I have no idea. I think the Bills guy is still named Doug for some reason. Yeah, I think he's got another Doug. Doug. That's weird. It's <laughs> super weird. Well, I guess that explains their record, though, too. So. Yeah, yeah. Bills have Sean. It's, it's all it comes down to coaching geniuses. Sean McDermott is the. Uh, oh, Sean McDermott. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a name. Yeah. And the Arizona is Stephen Wilkes. I have no idea who that is. Mm, no, me neither. He was a defensive backs coach for the Bears, the Chargers. Um, and then recently he was with the Panthers for the last five years. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's always so interesting to see, you know, you look up a coach on Wikipedia and you see their 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 route to the NFL. Where they come from. Oh my gosh, it's so yeah. crazy. Like so much, you know, no one comes from just high school to the pros, man. I mean, they go through the ringer for a long time before they get Dude, to One of my, well, there's like, there's always like the, um, What's the Miami Heat coach? What's that guy's name? Uh, Spolstra. <sighs> Eric Spolstra, who's just like what, like a tape scout, like a, a tape. Yeah. He would just edit tape for the first five years of his career. Yeah. Um, then you get like what Sean McVay, who was just like kind of like a, a personal assistant for years. Um, then there's that guy who was at what was it, Coastal Carolina, and he basically like. I don't know. He like started maybe like Papa Murphy's Pizza or something, and uh, or something. He started some company, and he basically bought them a new arena, and paid to be a coach. Like he paid them to be the coach of the football team. Weird. Of like a a, a, a FCS team, like a real Division One team, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean they're terrible. But uh, he got like a couple of years out of it, I think. Uh, but that's living the dream. Yeah, I was gonna say the dreams Don't come buy true. A team. Go buy, go buy a job. <laughs> that's so ridiculous. But you know what? That's kind of the, the the truth of it. If you got enough money, you can really do whatever you want to do. You don't even have to be good at it. Yeah. Ridiculous. 